Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Michael Todd is the Managing Director for Australia and New Zealand for Hallmark. Their purpose is to create a more emotionally connected world and is a business in transformation. Michael is a certified conscious leadership coach who loves to play and toddle. Be interested to hear more about that. Let's give a big warm welcome to Michael. Hello, Emirate. How are we, Michael? Uh, oh, I'm very well. <laughs> very well. It's really awesome to have you here. So one of the cool things that we were dropping in about um, when we first met was, yes, Managing Director of Hallmark and this, that, and Conscious Leadership Coach, but really, I'm just Michael. I am just Michael. Um, <laughs> Uh, well, I'm just Michael. So I, uh, look, I'm, I'm very grateful for my life. I, I realised... Um, at a young age, why did I realise? I don't know. I've been on a journey from a young age where, you know, I remember at uh, back in 1961. I'm 58. Um, my parents weren't married. Um, my father was one of the biggest television people in in, in Australia. My mother was the second or third Moon McQueen. Um, they, uh, I was brought up by my father. Um, we were we had no specific religion. I guess we were Christian of anything, but I was sent to a Jewish school for 10 years, a Methodist Sunday school because they felt guilty on a Sunday. <laughs> and so everything was always different. And I guess what I realised without realising is that um, there was something about love that was important mm. and there was something about us all that was more similar than dissimilar, even mm. though I felt quite different in all of my environments. Mm. Uh, that's who I am really. Um, uh, just and, and I guess what I do love to do is just show up that's that's I show up. 
I love that. And so tell us a little bit more about, for just to ground in to the context of, you do play a managing director role at, um, at Hallmark, um, which is one of the things that Michael does, um, but also a conscious leadership coach. Um, it's pretty amazing because there are some, I know there are some coaches in this space um, that would be intrigued in terms of identifying how does a coach embed into such a role in a corporate environment? What's going on there? Well, the, the head, if I can give you the headline and then the backstory. Uh, so the headline is leaders, in my experience, don't spend enough time working with people and working on the context of the business and supporting people in the organisation as a coach. They mm. get caught too much in the doing. Um, so I'm very much about working on the being and working as the coach. Um, and I, I'm blessed with the opportunity I've got because we are in a business, in trans, a business that's in transformation and, and I've got a wonderful team of 400 people that really need support. I guess the backstory is um, if I go back three years, I was, um, I was living in China and uh, when you – I don't know who's got a dog. Anyone got a dog here? Plenty of dogs, right? You know more about the owners than the dogs, right? And so my wife and I adopted a couple of street dogs and uh, then a couple of weeks later we're sitting at a cafe, meet a wonderful uh, middle-class Chinese woman and get, get – we get invited to this book club. And um, now, before this book club, I had been exposed to this illustrative video that really wet my whistle in this corporate environment. And this, this video talked about uh, conscious leadership. Fast forward six months, here I am in China, and uh, this lady invites us to a book club. We start reading the book, and it's the same book as the video. And I've gone, wow. This thing around conscious leadership is really What's quite the, interesting. The video is about conscious leadership? The video, sorry, the video is about conscious leadership. The book was about conscious leadership. I went back to the organisation that I first learned about this, uh, this video and they said, Michael, we don't do books. Send us the synopsis. So I went and met the, the, a, a wonderful group of people who run the conscious leadership group in the US and I got fascinated by this concept of conscious leadership. Mm. I then became back and forth to the US over 18 months and um, and and immersed myself. I became a certified coach. At the same time, my wife and I are still living in China. We had to move from China because she got terminal cancer. Mm. Uh, and I, I guess what I embraced was this wonderful gift that I've been given to learn what conscious leadership was about, mm. learn how to be a coach, and learned about um, that. You know, really, we we love to live a life of drama. Um, came back to Australia. Um, was offered a wonderful opportunity in a, in a business that needs coaching. Mm. And so I live a life where I'm a coach and as much as anything a managing director, I guess second, I'm a managing director running a large business. So tell us what was in that video that first inspired you to have this dialogue with yourself around conscious leadership? Like what precipitated in that? What was in the content of that video? Can you just tell it for us or what inspired you? Yeah. So there's a couple of fundamental things. There are four states of leadership. They're not stages, so they're not sequential. There are four states of leadership. The first state where most of us play, whether we're in business or living our life, where life happens to me. Mm. And life happens to me and I love it, right, because um, when life happens to me, I can live in drama. When life happens to me, you know, I've got a tight grip on things and there's a toxic energy that just gives me the adrenaline to keep on going, right? And go get all the toilet paper. Yeah, and you, well, exactly. <laughs> so, so if you think about coronavirus at the moment, coronavirus is fantastic for the world because it's giving people this adrenaline to fucking create more stuff, stuff, <laughs> right, right. 
So that's, that's our normal state as human beings because we live in a state of fear and anxiety. Life is happening to me. The second state of, of, of leadership, and again, it's not, they're not stages, is life happens by me where I create possibilities, where I start to get into a state of flow and awareness and acceptance. Mm. Um, you could then get to a state of life happens through me where I surrender um, as life shows up. Um, but, you know, I guess the, 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 the premise that I work with and the conscious leadership group, um, who I'm very grateful to, um, the premise we work to is how do you help people, how do you help organisations just play that balance between life happening to me and the adrenaline that comes from it mm. and I start to create possibilities. Mm. And we call it effectively being below the line or being above the line. Right. Describe the line to us. What's the line defining? I think I'm well, going to get it myself. It's, but... it's simply a black line. And if you ask somebody, mm. you know, competitive people, there's a level of competition, you know, amongst us all, where might you sit above the line or below the line? Keeping in mind that conscious leaders are above the line and unconscious leaders are below the line. Mm. Now, most of us will jump to, I'm above the line. <laughs> I'm above the line. Sounds like you're below the line when you say that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for that gift, Amrit. So there's the secret source. So when you start to get clear on what's above the line and below the line, above the line, and think about it, think about yourself right now in this situation, right? Whatever your situation is. So above the line is when you are completely open, you are completely curious, and you are committed to learning. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. You've got no preconception of the glasses I'm wearing, the shirt I'm wearing. It is as it is. Below the line, I'm closed, I'm defensive, and I'm committed to knowing what's going on. So there's just this subtlety, right? Mm. The trick with conscious leadership yep. really is not about being above the line or below the line. The trick with conscious leadership or just being conscious is being aware of where you are at any point in time. Awareness. It's awareness. And your ability to shift from below to above is once with your awareness, can I accept myself? Can I accept the scared one in my side myself mm. to just surrender to what is and to be open and curious and committed to learning? You're right. Um, I think acceptance, like awareness, I 
I, t- I kind of get that in terms of, okay, just having an identification point in terms of am I below or am I above? I'm kind of already in a dialogue and I have the opportunity to shift. Um, but then what you're saying is actually if I can just accept that I'm below the line, I transcend to above the line? Is that, am I understanding it correctly? You, you got it. And, 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 and as you say it, I'm just, I'm breathing because I can feel the little tension in my side myself. And that the question of acceptance is a, is, is, is a tough one mm. because our level of awareness can be quite tuned in, but our ability to lean into that niggle and just accept the scared one inside myself, mm. it's a tough gig. Mm. It is tough for us to do that. Yep. I accept that I don't think there's enough time or I accept that there's not enough love in my life. Mm. I, accept, I accept the one in me that is not loved enough. Mm. Oh, you know, it's, playing with that is where the rich learning is. That's right. what con- for me. That's what playing in conscious leadership is all about. So all this could be, part of me for going as deep as I potentially can in this moment. But all this was don't go of- too deep. Yeah, it's the only place I know how to go. <laughs> We're here for the meditation. No, <laughs> um, so, question is: all this kind of came at a really deep time because you're obviously interfacing with conscious leadership, and then one of the big dialogues you're having with yourself is around acceptance. But then your wife's going through all this sort of stuff as well. Was that kind of a blessing to receive, like this tool, in order to support you through this journey at this time? Oh, that, well, it's th- thank you for the beautiful question. My wife is such a great teacher to me, mm. right? Because it's so, it, you know, it is so intense. The learning for me is that, um, you know, as we think about to me and by me, mm. the big shift, the biggest shift move between living in a, a life that's happened to me versus creating possibilities is the one of 100% responsibility. Right. And 100% responsibility is being responsible for who you are being responsible for the way you show up and supporting others to be responsible for themselves. And so when I think about my wife and the pain that she's going through and I make I make up a lot of stories about what she's going through. I don't really actually know what she's going through. Mm. But the, 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 the learning for me is to, is to take responsibility for creating space for her, create a con- safe container for her to learn and, and be with her experience. Right. And in a very loving way. It's, it's all about love, right? Mm. I, you, I, I'm grateful for the, the meditation before and as you asked for, you know, um, is there something larger than you? For me, um, when I think about something that's bigger, I think it's, it's quite simple. I think we're here to love. We're all here to love and we're all to be loved. Mm. And so when it comes to her, create a safe container, be responsible for me, be complete, support her in responsibility with love. Well, wow, so that dropping into that love has helped you um, move into deeper levels of acceptance. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So one of the things when you're talking about extreme responsibility that was distilling for me is I recently had a conversation with um, Dr. Joe Vitale. Does anybody know Dr. Joe Vitale? Wrote The Secret? Yep. Um, the Ho'oponopono prayer, you know, the I love you, thank you, please forgive right, me, I'm right, sorry. Okay. So I'm, he got that from um, – going to this place in Hawaii where there was this um, – there was a – they were trying to – ex-cons, they were trying to rehabilitate and people just weren't willing – like there weren't any doctors that were left that were willing to go support this clinic because it was just – they wrote it off basically. They just didn't want to help this community because it was just too hard for the doctors. And um, one of the – they found one particular person that was like, yep, I'm going to go like – I'm going to go, but the only way I'm going to go down there is if I get to do things my way. And they're like, well, we can't really get anyone to come, so please come along. 
And this individual, this doctor, um, his name I do know but I've forgotten, he, um, he would look at the person's report, the ill person's report, and he would go through this exercise where he would just see that person's report and he would say to that person, I love you, thank you, please forgive me, I'm sorry. And it was this really existential bizarre thing that given time everybody left that clinic healed. He wasn't asking the people to say the mantra themselves. This doctor took complete responsibility and when asked by Joe what is going on, why are you conducting this thing where you're processing other people's stuff, journey, you're looking at them as a patient going, I love you, thank you, please forgive me, I'm sorry, what have you done? And his conversation was, I assume complete responsibility, which is that the fact that they're part of my sphere, they're part of my awareness, the fact that they've dropped into this moment is, yeah, like I'm responsible for everything that comes across my path. I think one of the challenges we have is actually assuming such a great level of responsibility when we feel like so many things are outside of our control. But then I think that comes back to what you were saying, the different states depending on where we're in. Is that right? Yeah, so... um that reminds me of many situations at work. So think about how this translates back into work environment and being being a coach as much as being an MD. Um, my da- I, I often don't think I'm working right. <laughs> it's, it's it's quite incredible. I'm just respond- <laughs> I'm just supporting people as they come up with different things, and often. Um, you know, pe- people come up, and uh, Sandra's here. Sandra's uh, our, our wonderful HR director, and hi, Sandra. And um, you know, Sandra, Sandra will come up with a with, with an issue, right? And my first observation is, what what's going on for Sandra right now, mm. right? What's coming up for me in my energy state with respect to Sandra? And and often you'll observe, and, and it's not necessarily it's not just Sandra. It's four hundred people. There's a level of drama. It's just recognizing the drama that exists and helping unpack that. Now, as you unpack that, and there might be tears involved, or there may be anger is just helping the person express and let it out but not solve it because responsibility can often be mistaken by i'm going to res- i'm going to solve the situation i'm the md my job is to fix yeah and that's that's responsibility but that's being a hero that's not 100% res- that's not that's not what we call radical responsibility right that's me being responsible for fixing something as opposed to me being radically responsible for supporting you and supporting our environment to take wow to take what happens it. if it it's, challenges it's a big, it's a big yeah. jump it's a big jump because if you bring it back to my wife or you bring it back to you know Sandra's situation at the time i have to let them unpack their fear mm. i have to let them unpack sadness anger creative energy joy right it's, it's really allowing the emotions and the feelings to come out. And what if you're tested by some of the fears that they have as well? Well, you and I have had this conversation. The, the great lesson for me in life when I think about we're here to love and to be loved, I learned at a very young age that we're more similar and dissimilar. So we're mirrors. So the first thing I check in with, you know, it's my story. So Sandra comes up with a, some drama. It's my story that she's got drama. All I can relate to is an unarguable truth. How am I reacting to it? And it's a really nice experience to tap into your body body experience, your emotions. So what, what's going on with my body? Am I feeling aliveness? Am I feeling contraction? What emotions am I feeling? 
that allows me to sit with her and try to help her unpack what's going on for her and then to support the situation. I love that. So let's bring something home, which is what does a being above the line look like? Is there, a, is there an image that we can sort of aspire to? Well, what does it look like? I know what it feels like. Um, so here's the gig, right? Most businesses out there today live very successfully below the line because right. there's a high level of adrenaline. So I could say to you, there's a lot of business, every business, mo, mo, not every business, most of the businesses, the high level businesses are very successful being below the line. Mm. The, the experience I have with companies or people that are above the line is there is more flow, there's more innovation, mm. there's more curiosity, there's more love, there's more just openness to experience and exchange. Uh, more cooperation. Um, that's what I fe feel like. Now, in terms of what I can imagine, and I, and I see this in glimpses at work, I see sunshine, I see space, I, see, I hear laughter. Mm. And so those are the tenets that you believe are demonstrative of us being above the line as well. Yeah, c correct. And I think, I think that state, whilst the below-the-line state is very successful. I think the, the, the state of being above the line creates more possibilities mm. and creates a more peaceful life where we're with our own truth. I love that. And so on your journey with where you're at at the moment in terms of we're having a conversation about conscious leadership now, so more and more people are opening up to this conversation. Conversations like these are spreading further and further around the world. There are so many conscious leaders in this space here. Um, what do you see as potentially being like the future of leadership in terms of what's coming up in the space of conscious leadership versus what you said? You see so many organisations out there not in that conscious leadership space. Well, I've got to be very careful not to be below the line because I'm sitting here going, fuck, they should do it the right <laughs> way, you know. Um, and how's your body feeling when you say yeah. that? <laughs> but look, I um, coming back to the question of toddling, right, um, yeah. I guess in some respects I'm – Toddling for me is playing, being the child inside. I'm, in that respect, I'm very lucky that my name is T-O-double-D, right? And I, the first thing I would say is, and, I, and I, asked, I asked the conscious leadership group as I was moving from coach and moving into this job as MD, I said, I'm going to need all the support in the world. They said, just turn up. Mm. And I think the first thing to do is to turn up and play. Right. Um, and, and invite other organisations and invite other conversations you have with other leaders or people that work. And the, the thing will spread. It'll mm. spread, right? And if it doesn't spread, it doesn't spread. I can't control that. But I think my mission now in life, is, is in life, is, um, is to support the unfolding, to support um, the nurturing of a more loving environments. I love that. And that reminds me of something you said, which was you see yourself as a distinct role as a leader to be to first to see and then also to be seen. Is that correct? Yeah, so my, pur my purpose in life is uh, be seen and to see. Can you explain that to us a little bit deeper? Um, so be seen is, hey, this is who I am. Uh, and, and, and the, and, and the check-in for me all the time is, am I showing up? Is there anything more to show? Is there any? Is there anything that I'm holding back? So be seen, and in being seen, I provide a light for others or a container for others to see themselves and to be seen. Mm, takes a lot of vulnerability in there. Yeah, I guess I've, vulnerability is, is is the word. That's what everyone. Yeah, it's just. Uh, I guess it's just. 
it's, it's oh, I don't know, it's just being, if I'm angry, I'm angry. If I'm sad, I'm sad. It's, yeah, vulnerability, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the questions I've got, which is kind of not so, I'm just going to go ask it just because I feel compelled to, is, um, you know, I'm very conscious of the fact that we've got two male leaders up here having a conversation about um, leadership. But then there's also this whole conversation what you're having is, you know, when trying not to fix things because then you're not actually being as open as you can be. And I notice in myself my natural inclination is to try and fix things left, right and centre, partially because I'm an engineer by qualification. So the hard hat and the spanner never really leaves you. Um, but also because I feel like that is a very masculine approach to things, like something's out, all right, cool, tighten that, fix that, put it back in its spot. But that um, approach of being open and being supportive to whatever's happening for that other person, um, for me, feels like a very feminine thing, um, which is definitely something you can cultivate. Um, but what do you see as being, you know, do you believe in, uh, like, oh, obviously that's a loaded question, do you believe in women leadership? Because obviously <laughs> all, all the thongs have come our way. Yeah. But, um, like, is there an awakening for, like, there is a shift, right? There are more and more women coming into places of power now as well. And do you think that's because of the trend that is shifting for where we're at with leadership? The old way isn't necessarily working to fix it and more and more conscious leadership is about holding space for people to process what they need to reveal, be aware, jump up above the line. Well, it's, it's an it's an interesting question, and I guess I was I had a conversation with um, a, a beautiful woman who's in our business today. Um, so first of all, I'd say we're very fortunate. Seventy eight percent of our four hundred people, we, we are not diverse. Actually, we've got seventy eight percent of our workforce are female, ah. right? Um, but what what the curious question I had today with this wonderful um, partner of Sandra's and I in the business today is we spoke about not male versus female Mm. which is you know a measure of itself but we spoke about masculine versus feminine Mm. and and I think you know I I don't know we're playing around here but I think the more we can lean into that and forget about you know do I have a penis or do I have a vagina Mm. right am I a man or a woman and lean more into me as a man, really bring out my feminine side yep. and supporting females to bring out their masculine side. And I think that's where some beauty is. And that, that conversation came up this week. Yeah. yeah it's, 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 so it's a nice question. It's very timely. So we're going to play around with that. I, who knows what it looks like Let's see other what than just turning up as we are. Yeah, thank you so much. Is there something that you want to share with us before we kind of tie out? Is there something pertinent that's burning? I would say um, let's not overthink it. Mm. Let's let's integrate with our hearts and our guts, our heads, our hearts, our guts, and our total soul, and and just jump in and play, because um, there's no right or wrong. It's it's a learning experience, um, and if anything, if if there's one gift I could give, um, you know, the journey I've had in the last three years, and I, I've never been happier in my life, regardless of what's going on, is just to be aware of the drama that we'd like to jump into. And accept or not accept. Mm. No right or wrong. Um, so, yes. So, I, look, I'm very grateful. I'd like to also thank Carly. I've, met, I've known Carly for three weeks. And uh, Carly is – there is something very magical about Carly and, and I'm, I'm a big supporter of what you're trying to create here. Um, so and, – and good on everyone for coming along. Mm. Thank you so much. And I would dare to say that there is another gift in that it's really a blessing just to – witness your story and also just feel into 
the conversation that we're having and the level you're having it at within such a potent global organization it's really reassuring for a lot of the hearts and a lot of the a lot of us in this space that such work is being done at such a level that it can infuse through um to the places that we feel like sometimes are some of the darkest places and potentially they're not so thank you so much yeah thank you Emma. thank you So there's a little roving mic. Um, so instead of me asking all the questions, <laughs> does uh, anybody have a question of Michael? Yep. And if you can uh, possibly introduce yourself or just your name, doesn't have to. Yep. Hi, I'm Phoebe. Hey, Phoebe. Um, my question is you talked about there was four stages of conscious leadership and you talked about three. What was the fourth one? Well, four, four, yeah, four states. And, and again, they're not sequential. They're not stages. Uh, they're states. Sorry, states. No, no, no. I think you said you said states. I'm, you know, um, I don't want to. I don't want to mess it up, right? Uh, so life is happening to me. I'm, I'm at the. I'm at the effect. I take responsibility. I'm creating. Um, life is happening by me. Life happens through me. I surrender to what's coming up, and then as me, where life is me. Very, very, like altruistic, and I, I, you know, I haven't even digested that with respect to the context of a, a work environment, corporate environment. I can lean into it with respect to my own person, um, but yeah. So, to me, by me, through me, as me. Thank you. Thanks for sharing that. So we've got a question at the back. You spoke about bringing your own feminine out more and I'm curious as to what's your edge? Where are you at right now? What's pushing you out of your comfort zone? And within that, what's your greatest challenge in doing that within being an MD? Thank you. Your, what's your name's? My name is Michael. Michael. Michael, 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 yeah, Michael, Michael Cubed. Um, <laughs> my, <laughs> Sorry, I can't help myself sometimes. So if I can give you, I can give you an example. Um, I've been the, I've been in the job for a year and a half. It's fifteen months, but week three, um, you know, we've had. I've joined the company, and we've got our leadership team. There's about eight of us sitting around a table. Everyone liked to get more connected with each other. I said, yeah. So I said, okay, and um, so I said, I'll start. I said, if you knew me well. You would know that two mornings this week, I've woken up at two o'clock and I haven't been able to sleep. And I look at our product director and she's sitting beside me and, oh, okay, it's my turn. Uh, if you knew me well, you would know I like a good coffee on the way to work. Okay, got to know her a little bit more. Goes around the table and jitter, jitter, jitter. It's me again. If you knew me really, really well, you would know that the two mornings this week I haven't been able to sleep, it's because I'm stressed. If you knew me well, you'd know that I like a good coffee on the way to work, so I, you know, am fired up, okay? If you knew me really, really, really well, you'd know the two mornings this week I haven't been able to sleep, I'm stressed, is because I'm scared, I don't have the answers here, and I don't have the answers for all of you. They go, he, he's here 
for three weeks and he's the managing director, right? So I guess, Michael, the edge for me is in being seen and living to my purpose is just being seen and, and, and show. I, I, I classify and I've been taught in sort of the, my practice, um, again, thanks to the Conscious Leadership Group, there are five core emotions. My, my edge is to lean into those and recognise them. Anger, sadness, fear, creative energy and joy. And, and I'd say the big learning for me has been leaning into sadness, particularly in anger. I've been very good at masking anger. Yet anger is a beautiful emotion to lean into, as they all are. So it's a beautiful question. It's leaning into my emotions. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. Thanks for asking that question, Michael. Appreciate it. Hello, uh, my name is Dave. So thank you very much for your talk thus far. Um, I just wanted to know when you talk about leaning in, I've got other questions actually, but I'll ask you later. Um, but like when you talk about leaning into your anger, what do you mean by that? Um, well, for me, I'm learning what anger is, right? I'm learning what anger is. I didn't know much about anger. And I, um, uh, about a year and a half ago, um, I uh, had a realisation. I woke up in the middle of the night I was, and I was with my container. I was over in the US coaching and being coached and, and had this realisation in the middle of the night. I had a lot of anger towards my father who died 25 years ago. And well, this is a big learning for me because all I knew is I loved him and I loved him and I loved him. But I, I just, when I, I, I just felt this like thing come up in my body, my, in my, my gut, my chest, and oh, and then there were tears. You know, I woke up the next morning and I felt oh, at peace. I get picked up by a good friend of mine and we go off to breakfast in, in preparation for one of our coaching days. And I told her the story and she said, Have you released it all? And I said, Yeah, no, no, I'm good. I'm good, I'm good. Um, and, and I noticed something in myself that I skipped over. And uh, at breakfast, she said, would you be comfortable we create a container for you today? And there's 20 like-minded souls like we have today are in a circle. Would you be prepared to step in and really let go and recognise your anger? I said, yeah, sure. Okay. Scared to do so. I get into the container and I say, okay, let it rip. And I looked around and I saw a big cushion on the ground. And in front of the 20 people, I just embodied this, this sensation I'd had the night before. I didn't know what it was. I couldn't quite articulate it, just noticed it. And I banged and I banged and I banged and I cried and it was probably eight minutes, my hands are bleeding. And uh, sadistically, well, Matt, um, um, my some of the coaches said, now do it again looking at everyone. And with my hands bleeding and just banging and banging and looking and leaning into and just connecting with everyone, right? There was this level of acceptance showing up. So we had, fast forward a couple of years on, I'm here as the MD and I'm in a big collaborative space and I'm sitting with our warehouse manager and he's a beautiful English, he's he, he from England, yeah, so he's beautiful, very, just a beautiful soul and very engineer and we're having this conversation he's telling me something and i thought fuck this is fuck it i'm going this is fucking happening again and again and again i stood up and i i roared <laughs> and a couple of people are having this collaboration space said 
it's okay, he's just being angry, right? And I guess, I, I think the, the thing is just to, I don't know a long-winded answer, but I think just noticing and being open and open and open to noticing and to rather than push something like anger away mm. or even sexual creative energy or joy, right? We push it away because we're taught to do a certain do it a certain way. Just noticing it, don't explain it, let it unfold, let it unfold and embrace it. Because if you push an emotion away, the surest thing it's going to do is bite you on the ass and come back and come back and come back and come back. So it, for me, it's a release. Notice it, doesn't have to be perfect, lean into it, recognize it, accept it, move on. Let's give Michael a Welcome back to the Inspired Evolution and it is still an ongoing, a continuation. We're doing this again. Michael Todd, welcome back. Hi, Amrit. How are you? Oh, mate, I'm fantastic. <laughs> like I said, this is the treat. This is the highlight of my day. I get to sit back down with you, have another chat, another yarn. I have to say, we had a great little conversation. For those that are listening to this just in the audio, let me bridge what's going on. So you've just been listening to the first half of this episode, and it was recorded live at Get Hacked, and we had a live audience, had some live questions that you just heard answered as well. And now we're picking up the conversation just to go a little bit deeper, just so we can actually get more of the vibes i think there was uh, just a couple of stones left unturned so we actually got the opportunity to go there today and uh the some of the things that i really 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 just loved yesterday was the conversation that we had about about being above the line below the line and the conscious leadership um obviously to those that are listening in and in the audio you're probably going why is amrit recapping things i'm just doing it for the benefit of me and michael really so uh bear with us as we catch up to you and uh the conversation around life can happen to me by me through me and as me um and then yeah it was you know there's just these different states that we can actually be engaging with life but then in that you know we can always come back to whether we are above or below the line and check in with our states and the key was awareness um, and then also the hack to you know actually shifting yourself uh, around the line is actually acceptance so that was really 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 powerful but yesterday when we were talking offline which i want to bring back online michael was you know when you're below the line you talked about this drama triangle which was really 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 interesting so yeah introduce us to the drama triangle sure uh, well look and, and i uh, with great passion I, again we're listening to me not to uh pay gratitude to my coaches in the conscious leadership group who have helped me along this journey so and again i continue to toddle i'm, I'm no by no means the expert but i must say this really resonates with me it it, it, it it's an embodied experience for me um this concept of um conscious leadership and the end the, the 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 model of above the line and below the line um so if, if we if we think about a, a single black line and you know when we're above the line we're open and we're curious and we're committed to learning um, you know, really creating great energy around purpose. Um, and then we're below the line, we're closed, we're defensive, and we're committed to it being right, to it being a certain way. Mm. Now, so when, when we're below the line, uh, we talk about, you know, unconscious leadership is not correct, correct, correct grammar, but we talk about um, being out of presence, 
Um, mm. Whereas above the line, we talk about being in presence uh, and right. where conscious leaders are. Um, now, when, when we tend to be below the line, we're living in a life of drama, an expectation that things should be a certain way, that I am at the effect of something. I'm, I'm defending my patch. Now, the three stay, states of drama, if you like, and we call it a drama triangle, is a hero. So I take on more than my share, fair share of responsibility. Yeah, right. So this uh, is one point of the triangle. One point of the triangle. Second point of the triangle, villain. I'm either blaming myself for a situation or blaming someone else. Mm. So, Amrit, we were late on our call today because you just got the calendar invite wrong, right? Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. So I, I, I'm, I'm deferring responsibility here. Um, or there is victim. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe this coronavirus. How the hell have we got to this situation? I'm just, it's, I'm out of control here. I can't buy food, right? Mm. I, can't, I can't live my life because, you know, of, this, of the way the government's managing the situation. And so we play around this circle and we play around in the circle, some, most of the time not being aware of where we are on the drama triangle before we even think about acceptance. Yeah. Now here's just as, just as a frame of reference, what does that triangle look like above the line, right? Um, victim is the creator. Right. Villain is the coach. And hero, sorry, hero is the coach. And then um, uh, a villain is the challenger, right? So you've got yeah. coach, challenger, and, and, uh, and, and creator, which are the you know, the opposites to victim, villain, and, and hero. Right, right. I love that. And so, because that was going to be my very next question is, you know, I think we often identify with a hero actually being like the hero of a story. And when you would talk about conscious leadership, it would almost sound like, you know, these are the heroes of society. Um, but you're actually flipping that and saying, actually, we, we, don't need, we don't need heroes. Because if in order to have a hero, you have to have the drama triangle in play, which is involving a victim and a villain. Well, I think, I think heroes are wonderful concepts. And I mean, you know, I'm, I, I, as a child, you know, Superman and Batman, and yeah, you know, I would still like, I'd still like to be seen somewhat as a hero and doing the right thing by society. But I guess it's, where is it coming, where, where is it coming from? Hmm. And often, if I'm heroing a situation, um, so for example, my wife has, has uh, breast cancer, uh, has secondary breast cancer, which is lung cancer. And, you know, I'll, she'll often be, um, uh, you know, she won't be having a good day. So the hero in me wants to try to make her feel something else other mm. than just allowing her to have her experience. As I jump into trying to solve her situation, I'm heroing her. And right. to ask you, it's important to ask yourself the question, where is that coming from? And if I peeled it back, is it coming from a place of saving the day per se, or am I masking something that's going on for me? Hmm. Right? And that's, I mean, again, conscious leadership, if we really bring it back, really bring it back, the key question in any of these things is, how is it true for me? How is it true for me? How is this situation true for me? And that's taking, you know, um, in conscious leadership, if you want to really, the first step from moving to a, um, a, a to-me state to a by-me state, which is below mm. the line to above the line, is this concept of radical responsibility, which I spoke about earlier yesterday. 
yeah, we did, we did go there. So the, how is it true for me? I think we were touching on this lightly, but it, it alludes to me personally that, you know, it, it's asking you to call back into your intuition. I know you talked a little bit about your body, but I did want to ask more about that, you know, in terms of, you know, you can, I, I, for me, it's something I can, I can viscerally feel. And I'm hoping that some of the listeners tuning in can feel like, you know, when they're feeling a bit constricted or feeling a bit more open, but perhaps that's not a frame of reference for everyone. Um, So I was asking, like, the question is, you know, how is this true for me? Like what happens if I, associate myself with let's ask a question like a really simple one right so let's say if i want a donut and i'm overweight yeah and it's like i really kind of know that i don't want i don't need a donut but my truth is i want one so how do i not when asking myself how is this true for me go well i want it i'm gonna go get it do you know what i mean like how do i actually discern that layer that's a little bit deeper yeah well it's 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 a the, the question of wanting the question of wanting is a wonderful question. Um, and, you know, I guess, where does the wanting come from? Does the wanting come from, um, you know, uh, identify, wanting to identify with something? Um, is it wanting because you're looking for it to replace something mm. that, that might be missing? I mean, I, I think the question around the donut is... <laughs> I mean, who, who doesn't want a donut? A good donut, a good donut right? But what is what is what is it serving? Right. What is my want serving me? Mm. How is it? How is the want serving me? Um, so if I could take it um, from uh, from a donut to maybe a uh, a broken relationship, mm. I want this relationship back. I want the relationship back. What is it? What is it? I'm wanting. Is it? And if I, you know, I'm, I'm going on my own experience here, a lot. If I think back to broken relationships, my wanting is, I just want to be loved, mm. or I want, I want a gap that's filled where, you know, I, I, I don't, you know, I, I want to feel approval, right? You know, I want to feel security. Mm. So I, so the question for me on wanting the donut is, where does the wanting come from? There's nothing wrong with wanting the donut, but mm. where does it come from? What that's am I looking to serve? And what am I looking to serve? Mm. Mm. So what's really present for me in this moment is that um, you've got a really deep relationship with questions, <laughs> which is just something that's really present. It's because it comes back to, you know, what, what, like, is it really serving me? What is it serving inside me? What is, you know, and how is this true for me? Um, am I above the line or am I below the line? So was it always the case that you were, intrigued by questions and that function always serves really well for someone that is a coach or was it something that in the process of becoming a coach you developed from point zero or is it something you've honed? Oh, look, I, um, you know, I, I remember a couple of observations that Diana Chapman or Jim Detmer, who are the founders of the conscious leadership group, um, made as observations of me, uh, 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 you know, over the, over the, over the couple of the last couple of years and they referred to the seeker. So I, you know, I, I, that resonates with me because I, I am, I like to question, I like to watch, I like to, you know, to, 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 to search. Um, yeah, look, I think there is, there is the seeker in me and my personality type, and this is a watch out for me, is very much in the head. Mm. And, you know, if we think about our head and our heart and our gut, um, the learning for me is 
um, is, is more about how do I access my heart and my gut? Because I'm a head type. I am a head type. So I'm grateful for your question. Have mm. I always been like that? I would say uh, yes, because it's part of my personality type. I would mm. like to think it's something that's um, growing in maturity as it learns to take on heart questions, open heart questions, or mm. questions that really come from the gut rather than questions that might be manipulative. So when they're from the head, sometimes it can be, I can be a bit manipulative. I'm a, I can be a master at manipulating. Mm. But, you know, if I access other parts of my, let's not call it body, let's call it heart and gut. Mm. I think my questions really come from a right pla- uh, the right place and a place of complete curiosity. Mm. I love that. And it seems to me that you're always in the state of continuously cultivating what it is that you want to be more of. Is that, is that your observation of me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, as you say that, my, I just felt this like my body expand a little bit. And it's like, you know, that feeling of free falling, you're dropping into something. Mm. And I think this, this concept of expansion and, and growing, um, yeah, it's just there's, there's something, it feels delicious. I, I, mm. I feel right now, if we're coming back to a body sensation, I feel like, I've got a tingling across my back um, mm. because it's an unknown. The unknown for me has got, has, has created great, ex, um, great fascination, you know, and I think about maybe some of the people who might be listening here. Um, I guess my learning is let's loosen the grip a little bit on trying to work it out. Mm. You know, let's just loosen the grip on the way it should be mm. or the expectations that I'm trying to live up to. Because that is all below the line, right? That's that's us. That's us being at the effect of something. And, and the more you can just expand and breathe and open your heart to the possibilities, uh, you know. Listening to Carly and Carly's journey, it's it's a it's a beautiful journey because she's really learning to jump into and lean into what turns up, what what is what shows up in my world today or in this moment. Hmm. Yeah, living in greater and greater and greater levels of surrender where possible. Yeah, well, well, if I could throw something, just a little pop, pop thought. But you know, the greatest gift for me has been in my, my leadership journey has been the concept of presence. Because hmm. my day is full of, and I think I shared this yesterday, I'm, I'm more the coach than an MD, and my day is full hmm. of people coming to ask me questions. Yeah. If I'm, in my, if I'm in my head, I try to over-intellectualise, I try to overthink it. Hmm. But if I just sit there and drop into the present moment and ask myself, what what wants to come up through me right now? Mm. Not about the past, not about the future. What makes sense? The clarity, the simplicity, and I think the well, I, I think I, I experience the the value or the servitude it is to the people around me who are asking the question is just like mm. amazing. Yeah, it's borderline genius when that happens, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. It is, and and it's amazing because it's just in the moment. It's just dropping into the moment mm. and opening yourself up to that opportunity of expand more expansion and, and and flow yeah which you know when we're having this conversation it's almost like painstakingly obvious but we have to point it out it's in the present moment that you have the most resources when your mind's not out somewhere else right oh exactly it's all there it's you know I, I, you know at the, at the event yesterday the get get high there was a uh, i spoke to a beautiful guy damien and uh, he was an electrician and he was working in uh, working on lifts 
you know, and working. And it was really, he said, it's really challenging because I'm working in a culture that is very, you know, this is the way we do it. These are the rules. Yeah. And he was looking to expand and do something different and create a community. And I had this urge to just put my hand on his heart. I said, Damien, the culture and perhaps what you're looking for, how is it true that it's with you right now? You know, and when we give ourselves, and as I say that, I think just think about my hand on my own heart, I think about, you know, for example, despite the issues with coronavirus and all the, oh, where am I getting my food from? And is my wife gonna get sick? Am I gonna get sick? It's like, wow, well, right now, why worry about that? Because what I've got now is just perfect the way it is. It's a blessing, yeah. Having a conversation with you. Yeah, well, you have to put up with. <laughs> you got to take the good with the bad, don't you? <laughs> yeah, there's plenty trade offs. <laughs> we live in a world of duality, after all. That's right. Yes. We're separate. We're separate. <laughs> Here we are laugh, laughing, laughing like, oh, hang on, we are different. Bullshit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that. And so I've got some questions in regards to. Um, I do really appreciate what you shared in terms of the coach challenger and creator triangle. And actually I can see that when I'm above the line, um, I can actually see those all playing out in my life when I'm in a really empowered state. Like I'm coaching myself even against my challenges. Like I'm learned that, Hey, this is just aligning me to where I need to go. So I've got a really healthy relationship with what would below the line be perceived as the villain and also the, the creator, you know, it's like when I'm actually, you know, in a space of like, okay, there's some challenges in this space. I can actually create something to, and, and I'm empowered to create something to fill that void. It's the birth of the inspired evolution, classy example. You know, I was in a space where I was challenged by living the grind. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to live life on my own terms. I'm going to create the reality that I want. And that to me looks like my inspired evolution. And that gave birth to the inspired evolution, but I had to coach myself through that space as my own hero. So we can definitely facilitate our own journey through that triangle above the line. Yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. But this comes back to where we started this second, second part of the conversation. Um, awareness is an amazing thing. And, and, and that's, I think, one of the beautiful things that we lean into when we, when we consider consciousness, because it's about in the moment, it's about awareness, right? So awareness, acceptance, and, you know, and then having an appetite to shift is, is, is where it's at. And I, I think that, you know, so, so, you know, so what, what the Conscious Leadership Group have been very powerful in, in, in building as a construct is, you know, I ask myself, there are four fundamental questions. Mm. Where am I? Where am I? Am I above the line or below the line? Can I accept myself, right? Mm. And if I can accept myself, am I willing to shift? Mm. And then the really beautiful question is, how am I going to shift? Huh. So... Right? How am I going to shift? So, you know, below the line, when we think about 100% responsibility, below the line behavior on 100% responsibility is reaching out and solving someone else's problem. Right. Being, you know, being the hero. The, the flip side to that above the line is rather than be the hero, I'm going to be the coach. I'm going to support. I'm going to coach and support Amrit through this. I'm going to support Amrit. But it could be curiosity, right? Curiosity is another important element. I could go to a meeting and if I'm below the line, I know who I'm talking to. I know what the subject is. I've got a limited amount of time. Mm. 
if I flip that around and go, imagine going into every situation and not knowing anything. Mm. Right? Yeah. That's a shift. That's a beautiful shift move mm. to creating a higher level so of much you know, being above the line, being above the line. Yeah, it, it, you know, it, it flips you to the being above, it gives you the opportunity to flip to being above the line. Mm. And so can I ask you, I love that four-step process. One of the points where I often find, um, or perhaps other people may also find that are tuning in that they struggle with, is what happens when you find yourself not wanting to shift? Wow, so much learning there. Stay, play with the shit. Mm. Now, there's a couple of there's a couple of beautiful exercises you can play, run with, right? So one exercise might be, so I'm not I'm not willing to shift, right? I'm not willing to shift. I'm not willing to I'm not willing to accept. Mm. You find I'm yourself more stubborn than you think might be good for you, but you're still stubborn. <laughs> exactly. So one, what a couple of areas of play. One area of play might be to do a persona interview. So we're made up mm. of all these different personas, right? So right. there's, a, there's a persona in me that really wants to do it right sometimes, and I call him Charlie the Cop, right? Oh, fuck. <laughs> okay. He loves the rules. And if you don't do it a certain way, I'm going to nail you, brother. <laughs> uh, there, there, there might be another one that is um, uh, Mickey Mouse, you know, who always wants to be the clown, you know, and just, you know. Um, and, and I think once you, once you start to appreciate your persona, and you, you recognize where the personas come from, where you learned the persona from, what does the persona want most for Amrit or for Michael? And, and, and most importantly, what is the persona's essence? Mm. And as you put your arm around the persona, you start to appreciate that there is a, maybe there's a, there's a gift the persona is giving and there's a scared little one inside. And once you start to accommodate that, you get, the, you, you get into a place where, oh, Maybe I can accept myself. Or, or, another, or another beautiful exercise is you do the, um, the recipe. All right. The, so the recipe, your issue might be, the, the issue you have, you, you're below the line. And I had, a, I had an, a, 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 um, an issue that I had about, about below the line was I, was I was convinced that I wanted to Felicity, my wife, to die happy. So I was convinced she was going to die sad. Hmm. If I was developing an unconscious commitment to her dying sad. Wow. Right. And so I was given the exercise of write a recipe where you could convince anyone who knew someone who was dying that you had a recipe to help them make sure the other person was going to die sad. And when you spell that out and own it, own what you're committed to, you start to realize, oh, oh. Maybe I can start to accept the scared one in me. Maybe I can start to take ownership over what's going on here. So you don't have to accept, but you could, so coming back to question, I want to move, but mm. I'm not prepared to accept. Well, let's play around with that. Right. Right. And go through these different experiments, interviewing the little different parts inside you that are, you know, how, what's showing up, how they're showing up. What's the reason they're not winning the shift or not wanting to show up or play and query that and just have some fun in your shit and just, understand more about yourself because you're activating greater levels of awareness or the recipe is a really interesting one. The recipe is you basically go in and see what it is that's constituting the belief system that you're about to execute. Yeah, that's right. You know, and the funny thing was when I wrote, I wrote the recipe on how to make sure your partner dies sad. And I mm. played it back to the, 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 the 20 coaches that were around me at the time and 
Diana and Jim, their challenge to me was, are you prepared to go back to Australia now? Because I did that in the US and share it with Felicity. And mm. it took, I got back to Australia. It took me four weeks to summon the courage mm. to share it with, to share it with Felicity. Yeah. And she, she normally, she normally, I normally find her lying back on bed with a, you know, reading a book or lying on the couch, you know, always with her legs crossed. And, and I went up, got the courage four weeks later and I said, can I read something to you? And she said, what? I said, how I'm committed. It's the recipe I would like to give someone. Now, I'm committed to you dying sad. And she, so I, I read this out and I had 34 points on the recipe. And I've got wow. to tell you, I was emotional. I was emotional as I read this. I was crying. And her normal stoic self, she's just full of love, this beautiful woman. I've finished. She simply says, can I have a look at that piece of paper, the recipe? And I gave it to her and she looked at it and, she asked me four clarifying questions as if, she was, <laughs> as if she was the publisher of a book I was trying to release. And I'm expectant. Anyway, she hands the piece of paper back and doesn't say anything. I said, are you going to say anything? She says, why would I say anything? This is exactly what I would expect to come out of your mouth. <laughs> so I, I own it, man. It's all, it's yeah. all my shit. Yeah, it's yeah. my makeup that she's. I'm making up a story, and this is what we do in drama. We make up stories. We deal with right. stories rather than facts. Mm. You know. Yeah, and I think the deep part about that is that we're actually always engaged in this game of story writing because humans are meaning-making machines, right? We're just drawing meaning from one thing to the next to the next. But I think the hard part about that is we're often interlaced with our own judgment so deeply of what's going on out there, what's going on in here. We can just learn to soften our judgments a little bit. I think that's what it comes back to, right? What you're articulating is that conversation with acceptance. But obviously, a judgment on someone else is a judgment on ourselves fundamentally or one of the personas that's in there because otherwise, there's an unreconciled bit in there. So if we can learn to accept ourselves, we can learn to better accept others and then soften that whole game of judgment and drop into greater levels of awareness as well. Oh, I love the word soften. I mean, just uh, let's do it gently. Just gently. Yeah. I've got a, uh, my mantra, my personal mantra is, um, is loose and gentle, loose and natural, <laughs> loose and natural. And it just allows me to just sink into my body and let it flow a little bit rather than, you know, it being needing to be a certain way, mm. you know, loose and natural, soft and gentle. Sounds like an antidote to the ages, actually. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah, because it's definitely a bit hard and crusty sometimes out there when you're interfacing with so much that's going on. So, yeah, lucid natural sounds like, yeah, sweet yeah, medicine. Natural. Sweet medicine. So um, I want to ask you a question, which is just a bit, I guess, uh, mundane, but it's got to be asked is, are there people that um, you aspire to in the conscious leadership space? Is there someone that you see as a conscious leader out there doing it that is like, hey, uh, this person is a good role model or this person is inspiring in the work that they're doing in the world. Ah, that's a, that's a nice, um, that's a nice question. Um, yeah, I, not, not, not off the top of my head. You know, I think this, I see, I see pockets. Um, I see, I see pockets. Um, but in a, in a typical, what I would say is in our, you know, typically in our, in the corporate set, setups that we, and I operate in today, mm. um, 
you know, we are driven by, we are driven by, um, you know, results. And, yes. you know, I, I think, look, I, w- I would, I, w- I must say, and this is a, this is a plug, if you like, for um, Hallmark, I guess. Mm. Um, maybe it's cl- close to home. And I, I remember, um, you know, I would say my, um, uh, my, my boss, the person I report to, is head of international. She has an amazing heart and capacity for uh, capacity for love um, and caring. Um, Cindy Cindy Mahoney. This, the standout for me would be a conversation I had with Don Hall, who's you know part of the he's a third generational part of this third generation family that's started up this company. And you know, I the, the fascinating thing for me going into this role because I've done this conscious leadership work and I get presented with, you know, the MD role at Hallmark. Um, and I, and I had to make a decision and he asked me, so why would you join the company? I said, well, there's, there's a place in the head. This is this transformation and leadership is what I've done all my life Mm. um, in big corporates, but there's something about the heart here and there's something about living to purpose and helping people connect. Um, and, and, you know, and so I, and I asked him, I said, what do you think is this company's role in the world? He said, well, if companies like ours can't help people live a more connected life, uh, then I don't know, you know, what, what our purpose Mm -hmm. is. And I would say that there are, you know, the whole family have been, are about love. They, They are about caring and making a difference in the world. Um, but you know, look, there are pockets. N- none of this is a perfect science. I think some of the work that Bill Gates does is extraordinary. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Warren Buffett, Warren Buffett, in his own way, they do mm-hmm. they, they do extra- they do extraordinary things. You know, there is a um, there, there are community workers who work. You know, for NGOs. I mean, we met one of them yesterday at World Vision. Mm-hmm. Um, Simone. You know, yes. I. You know, I think Clyde Clyde who presented from Salesforce stock. You know, I, I think there are pockets. Mm. Um, and I, I think our opportunity is to learn and co-create yeah. rather than being, for me at this point in time, examples. Yep. And I really appreciate what you're sharing there is because I've, in my experience as well, often found that, you know, uh, there may not be inspiring leadership all the way right at the top. But like you said, there are people along the journey, which is just, they're just a couple of steps ahead. And it's like, oh, or they're, you know, just you see an emerging leader and it's like, oh, wow, tomorrow is going to be great. You know, and it's just, you know, so you can see these little pockets and, you know, there is definitely people doing the work and creating the shifts within themselves to create the shifts without um, in the world that we're living in as well, which is really inspiring. That's it. I think, I think that yes, absolutely. There was this word, what is leadership, right? And I think Mm. that if we bring it back to ourselves and take responsibility into the eye, we are all leaders. You know, there are very few human beings uh, that that, that I've met that aren't faced with something where they're taking, you know, have the question of leadership and leadership Mm. starts to take responsibility with yourself. So I think, yes, there are, there are, all, all levels of these, um, all, all levels to, to, to aspire to, I guess, or you could just, there are many people you could aspire to. Yeah, I love that. One of the things I just wanted to share with you is um, when I graduated university, there was this whole process of they basically as awarded. Me, as an engineer, I believe. Yeah, yeah, as, a, as, a, as an engineer. It's <laughs> a very, as a very left brained person. <laughs> Talk about head, very compartmentalized in the back of this head. Um, yeah. 
compartmentalizing this part of the head. When I graduated, they asked me this question. It was like, okay, so they were handing out these awards for different levels of achievement and um, touch wood, you know, managed to do quite well at university as a humble little man myself. Um, but what came out of that was one of the questions they asked me just before they handed me one of these awards was what is leadership to you? And how do you see it shifting? And so one of the things that was really present for me was actually how I see it shifting is that previously we had the conversation around the leader and the manager were actually seen as the same person. So our, my manager was my leader. My manager was my leader. But one of the challenges that I foresaw with that was, and this is what I gave in my response, um, which I think was instrumental to landing me the award that I received at the time. And I just wanted to share this with you was, and just to get your insights on it was, as managers, we generally, even in the word manage, we're trying to contain, we're trying to coordinate, we're trying to articulate something and trying to box it into a certain degree. Like I can only manage so much of my time. I can only manage so much of Michael and the role that he's playing. Whereas for me, conscious modern day leadership is less about managing and it's more about, okay, there is so much more to you than just Michael at Hallmark. Like you've said, we started the, the conversation yesterday as Michael was so much more than just, you know, MD at Hallmark, so much more than coach. It's Michael, you know, it's like, welcome, who is Michael, you know? Um, but there's so many aspects to the people and we forget that they actually have these wings. We've just tried to clip, 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 clip them to keep them in the box. But if we don't clip them, we kind of just accept who they are. And our job is actually to just nurture them to the best of their ability so that they're inspired to be the best version of themselves, which is daunting because then they might fly away. Right. But the trust is that actually if they fly away, they were always meant to fly away. And at the next, what's left in the nest is what were you were meant to work with. And so, you know, it takes a lot of trust, takes a lot of, you know, living life through me um, again and again. Um, but yeah, that was kind of, the, that, that was a response I gave to them. And I think, um, yeah, I'd just love to get your insights in terms of the, the, distil the difference between, you know, distilling the understanding between management and leadership. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, managing is, um, is like, it sounds like a, a very, a, a, it sounds like an administrative role, right? Mm. I'm, I'm here to fix some boxes and make sure things are, are right. Um, you know, I, what resonates for me is leadership, the role of, le the, or my role or the role of leadership is to create the space, mm. create the space for you as an individual, me in this case as the leader, to serve mm. others and the space for others to serve themselves and the leader. So it's, it's, it's like one big melting pot where, so my role is really to, you know, I guess creates a space where we diffuse the drama, we focus on the facts, we get rid of the stories, we think about I support and nurture the possibilities. Yeah, I, I make some calls sometimes on this is what we will go after, what we won't. But ultimately, the success of where we go or how we go about it um, mm. is, uh, is, is my ability to create the space where we can all play in mm. and, and support it. Yeah, I get it. I got to make the decision sometimes. Um, I, I think the other, the, 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 I guess the, 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 the finer point on it would be a leader's role is to support the context rather than the content. Mm. You know, how are we doing it rather than what are we doing? Right. 
and uh, and to nurture that in others. And, to, and I'm with you, you know, I, if I think about some of the best blessings, the, the biggest gifts I've had in my career, it hasn't been delivering the result. It's been seeing a shining star just get bigger and bigger and bigger and seeing that person grow and, you know, and, uh, and be something that they are born to be. Mm. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. It really means a lot. Pleasure. No, you were on the same path. I love that. <laughs> I agree with everything you said. Thank you. Get out of my book, me. Michael. <laughs> 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 my book. I'm blown away. So you're villainizing right now. And <laughs> to challenge you, to challenge you, um, I'm ready. How, how is it true that it, it, that it already is your book? That you, it's your book, man. How is it true that you're, you're bringing your, No one could replace your special source. <laughs> I actually do fundamentally believe that. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think that's one of the big things about, um, you know, one of the big things that I've taken away from our conversation as well, which is, you know, we are all unique in our signatures of who we are and no one can really, you know, fill in the shoes of someone else. And if we can just allow that to just drop and just accept ourselves for who we are. Our innate self is already, you know, a natural born leader. If you can just give yourself permission to go there as well, that's a, that's a big part of it. Mm. Yeah, just, just putting your arm around yourself and putting your hand on your heart and saying, it's okay. You know, it's okay. Um, did, I, did I share with you my little boy meditation? No, tell me about it. Oh, it was amazing. I was with a, I was with a coach and uh, they invited me to meditate and drop into when I was a little boy. And I picture mm. myself, so I dropped in, you know, the whole body experience. I really embodied this experience of this fear, sensation of being a three-year-old boy. And there I was, and I used to, I was a fat little thing with knot knees and little like Chinese-like eyes and I'd run around the backyard with a hose. And yeah. I picture myself occasionally just grabbing my mum's leg and and then the coach invited me to imagine Big Michael coming out mm. the back door of the garden, and she said, "What takes? What unfolds?" And and I pictured, I transpired. So I, I pictured little Michael, you know, I would have been two foot tall, running over to Big Michael, who's about six foot three, and grabbing Big Michael, and saying, "Hey, Big Michael, it's all okay." It's all okay. <laughs> and I felt my heart just expand, right? And, I, and then I paused and my coach said, so what's going on for you now? I said, the most amazing thing is Big Michael's now reaching over to Little Michael and saying, hey, Little Michael, it's all okay. <sighs> you know? And so we dip into that child inside. It's all there. It's all okay. You know, just put your arm around it. Put your hand on your heart. It's there. Honor it. Mm. Honor the little one. Honor the one that toddles. <laughs> the toddler. <laughs> I think I'm gonna. <laughs> what a mood to leave it on. I love it. <laughs> well, that's why my surname's yes. Todd. I, I guess. <laughs> it's perfect. I love it when that happens. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's um. Yeah. There's yeah. I'm I'm got a deep fascination with names and how that happens. One of the people we've podcast and interviewed is Marissa Pierce. She's a hypnotherapist to the stars. And uh, the Royals and, and her name, her last name's Peer. And so she's a hypnotherapy. She's like peering and adjusting. Right. And then there's um, one of these people, Lifebook, um, amazing program that I did that helped me shift my life. And their last name is Butcher. And uh, they dissect your life into 12 different categories. 
And then you look at wow. your life across the 12 different categories. And I'm like, oh yeah, the butcher kind of carves things up into 12 different oh. pieces as well. And it's like, so I was like, okay, this is interesting. Anyway, that, that's my little rabbit hole. But I'd want to tune in for those that want to tune into to your work more or want to find out more about being above or below the line or just conscious leadership in general. Um, is there a way to get in touch with you or resources you'd recommend? What's the best way to go about this? Yeah, absolutely. So I would, um, I would, um, I'm, I'm certainly open. You, you, you contact me at um, michael.todd at hallmark.com mm. or toddy26 at gmail.com. More than happy to be a service. But I'd also, I think the Conscious Leadership Group, they, they um, practice uh, open sourcing and they have some wonderful resources on conscious.is. Um, you know, and if there's a if there's an appetite to you know participate in some of their virtual forums or you know forums that they run in the US or you know to even think about um, getting a certification in conscious leadership as a coach, beautiful resources, great people. So conscious.is, or you can reach me by email, and I'm more than happy to have a chat and support. Amazing. And if you're anything like me, you'll be taking them up on that because I love these chats. <laughs> well, Emma, can I just, just in terms of an appreciation for you, one breath appreciation for you. I love your energy, your smile, and those beautiful, big black eyes of yours. <laughs> we talked about this, mate. You're married. You can't go there. <laughs> it's pretty lofty you, above man. the line when you're that up. open. Anything <laughs> Whatever comes up for you, whatever stirs for you. Uh, all right, I love you. so much, Michael. Really appreciate it. And thank you for all the time and energy yesterday, today, throughout the course of the week. And obviously I know that it's not just, you know, a day's work and showing up for the podcast interview as well. I know it takes a whole lifetime of work to put into yourself, to go through your story, your journey, your unpacking of, you know, and I think just the amount of grace with which you uh, distill all your awarenesses is, is really profound in itself for us to realize that there is, you know, work that we can do on ourselves to really come to be so aware of ourselves and then how that can actually impact our relationship with the world that we can actually step into the leaders we want to be. So I really want to thank you for your time and energy and showing oh, up all that with us. Thank you, Robert. Toddling with us. <laughs> <laughs> Toddling. Okay, buddy. I love you. See ya. Thanks, bro. Hey tribe, thanks for tuning in to another fun, enlightening episode of the Inspired Evolution. I've been loving all the feedback and personal stories of love, uh, health and growth. Your feedback and stories are incredibly welcome. The easiest way to connect with me is via my website, which is www.amrit-sandu.com. You can leave me a message or a comment. It's one of my highest values to connect. So I love to connect and love to hear from you. You can also find me on Facebook, Amrit Sandu. And if the content has been resonating with you, you can help the Inspired Evolution out in a big way by liking the YouTube channel, subscribing to the Inspired Evolution, or the Facebook page, like that please, at the Inspired Evolution, or by leaving a review on iTunes if you're on an Apple device. And also, if the Inspired Evolution episodes are inspiring an evolution within you, or you can feel the inspiration is valuable for your team to evolve to the next level, you can head on over to www.amrit-sandu.com to see how the Inspired Evolution can help you and your team thrive. Much love, tribe. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.